With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, it was everything uh, everyone in the cricket world wanted. A thrilling finish to the first Ashes Test match between Australia and England. And Australia with a magnificent ninth wicket stand between Nathan Lyon and Captain Pat Cummins managed to get through and knock over England in Game 1. It uh, has uh, obviously caused a lot of reaction around the world, uh, a lot of comment, and just two hours uh, after uh, the game is finished, uh, we've managed to catch up with Andrew Miller, and Andrew, of course, is the UK editor for Crick Info. Uh, Andrew, good evening to you, English time. You're the man that called it baseball. Uh, you're the man that gave it the tag. Uh, it didn't let you down this time either. <laughs> it's, it, they, they are just extraordinary, isn't it? I, they're, to- they're totally exhausting. I mean, you know, before baseball, it was it was just doom and gloom, and just England were rubbish. It was like, why are we watching this? And now we just can't take our eyes off it. And win, lose, or you know, lose by one run, lose by two wickets. It, it's it's knife edge every single time. It's absolutely compelling, and uh, you know, I'm loving it despite despite obviously it going south today. Yeah, it did go south. Uh, it didn't look like it was going to go south because uh, Australia had a hell of a lot to do just to survive, let alone win the game. Uh, at that point, you must have been pretty confident that uh, England were going to go one 0 up. Yeah, I was because you know England England have made all the running as they often do with baseball. You know they they played hard and loose as they often do. That declaration the first day and people wondering whether that's come back to bite you. But basically, when it comes down to that that one on one mortal combat that England seem to love, and they 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 somehow managed to take all of the emotion out of the act of playing Test cricket. There's no there's no drama to it. We're just going out there to have fun and try not to worry about the result. Although, watching Stokes this evening and, you know, admitting that he was emotionally beaten up just goes to show that, you know, the ashes is something else. Even, even for England, who've managed to just, just take away all the pressure, you do wonder if it's got to them a little bit. The pitch was a bit flatter than they'd planned for. The, the, obviously, Moen Alley had his dodgy finger. They didn't have express space in Mark Wood. There was a little bit, I thought, a little bit of panic that, that I hadn't seen in the previous sort of... Um, killer instinct that England has shown, uh, particularly in Pakistan, on, on flat pitches out there where they won 3-0 in Multan. It was a very similar scenario where it was getting really squeaky and you thought, Ooh, England might have blown it this time. But obviously on that occasion, they had Mark Wood to break it open. They just didn't mm. have that X factor, which is a common complaint with England. But, um, you know, the X factor, as far as I'm concerned, is, is basketball itself. I'm still an ardent believer that it's the right way for this team to go. Um, it just so happens that, you know, when you play hard and you're willing to risk losing in order to win, you're going to lose every now and again. I don't think it means it's the wrong strategy. I just don't think they played it as well as they could have done this, this time around. Well, is it fair to say, even at this early uh, point after the match, that uh, Ben Stokes uh, went defensive? Uh, I mean, he went away from the attacking nature of uh, the McCullum-Stokes uh, hierarchy at this point. Uh, when you consider he was c- prepared to uh, concede singles even towards the, la- the the last five to six runs he was prepared to concede singles uh, and he gave perhaps Pat Cummins who's a fair player uh, too much respect yeah I think possibly I, I think genuinely I mean, he was probably you know 
a bit spooked by by the the, the ability that comes as has. Obviously, you've seen him play, you know, up close in the IPL, boshing sixes left front centre for KKR. I mean, you know, he knows what this guy can do with a bat in hand, given a, a situation in which you you've got to just hold your nerve and and beat the clock. And and he was doing that. Those two sixes he hit off Joe Root were probably, in in my estimation, the, the turning point for England because uh, after that it was like it went from fifty odd runs to thirty seven to win. And suddenly it's like, oh, you know, this is this has got away from England. They need him to make a mistake. And obviously he did briefly, and Stokes himself tried to pull off an outstanding catch at mid-wicket and couldn't claw it in. But you know, this is the trouble. You can you can debate the finer details of what went wrong and why it went wrong and all the rest of it. But you cannot argue that the way England got about it is so much better and so much more compelling than the dismal fare they served up on that last Ashes tour, the one that Stuart Broad said was a void series. I mean, it was a void series. Mm. England didn't turn up. It was a terrible spectacle, appalling spectacle for cricket, appalling spectacle for the Ashes. And this has been utterly compelling from first day to fifth, and it set the series up wonderfully. And, you know, I, I fully believe England will stick to their guns and just come back and do, do it better next time, to be honest. I guess, Andrew, it's a clear illustration there are two ways to play the game. Uh, the way England play, which is uh, catchy, um, it's, it's becoming fashionable, and it's really what Test cricket needs. And then's the more conservative way, which uh, in the end prospered for Australia. And I, my case in point here is Kawaja faced 518 balls in that match um, in a traditional batting-type manner. So uh, I guess there's room for both, and at the end of the day, one of them's going to prosper. Yeah, exactly that. And and I don't, I, I'm obviously, having watched so much of England playing in this style over the last couple of years, I'm sort of kind of running out of analogies to try and d- describe how on earth this latest game has sh- shaken down. But I'm kind of reminded, obviously, first Ashes test in 30 years that Shane Warne hasn't been present at in, in one way or another. And um, it's, it, I'm, I'm sure you'd have, you'd have been bored rigid by, by, by him, by his poker woes over the years. And it kind of reminds me of, the chats he used to have with Warney about, about about his poker games and you know it's a sort of the, the strategies and the leveling you have to have to go into when you're facing up a uh, a guy who's one side one one player who's really tight and doesn't want to give much away and you know guard his chips as like or pants on the when it's right and then a maniac on the other side of the table and if you know the maniac is going to be a maniac you've got to outthink him and, you know, and you've got the leveling that goes into that and frankly England went into this game trying to out maniac. Australia, they tried to psych them out from that first day, that, that, that declaration. England sort of went in so hard, they probably skidded off at key moments. I think, I think they, they probably laid down, laid down an important marker for the rest of the series that, uh, you know, this is the way we play. We're not going to budge from here. We are going to occupy areas of the game that, frankly, Australia would have, uh, you know, obviously you, you guys are other side of the ditch, you're, you're, you're as used to, to England as uh, with, with being alphaed by Australia over the years. And, you know, England have come in here and say, we're the alphas this time around, and, and it's blown back up in their face. But I don't think they're going to stop being the maniacs in this series. I think they're going to keep playing their cards, going all in at every opportunity, playing reverse ramps, first ball of the, of the day, all the other crazy stuff that went into it. Um, it's going to be compelling because I, I cannot see how they can back down from, from this. It kind of reminds me as well of 2005. Again, England lost the first test of that epic series. Obviously, the edge vessel was the second test on that occasion. But the first test at Lords, England had a very similar sort of game. They had moments, you know, Steve Harmison drawing blood and Ricky Ponting, all the rest of it, had moments where they were right in it, right in the thick of it. But then they dropped catches and, and things went wrong. And, 
and then they got got a bit of a hiding. But they didn't change their strategy. They they doubled down on it for the rest of the series, and I, I fully expect that that's what's going to happen uh, for the rest of the series. Well, Brendan McCallum won't panic. He'll keep running forward. We know that, and uh, he'll take Stokes along with him. But then, uh, what about uh, a couple of selection issues going forward? Uh, did they suffer through uh, Bearstow um, v Ben Folks? Did they suffer from not having Mark Wood when it came to bouncing a side out towards the end of a test match? They had no bounce, no fire. Um, you mentioned he was effective in Pakistan. And then you look at the matchup between Nathan Lyon, eight wickets, and Moan Ali back into test cricket after a long absence with three wickets. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've, you've nailed the three key issues that come out of this. And, and one of them one of them's unfortunate that Moeen got that blister on his finger because, you know, he produced two utter rippers uh, for his three wickets. Two of them were, were unplayably good deliveries. And that's kind of what Moeen's always done over the years. So if he could have trusted his finger, he'd probably, in the Ben Stokes captaincy style, he'd have been given chances to bowl magic balls like that. He might have, might have fared better. So another what if. Um, and as you say, Mark Woods, but, you know, Mark Woods for this test was pretty much a straight choice for him and Stuart Broad, who was the, the guy who was most likely to miss out if Wood, if Wood did play. And as it turned out, Broad was the guy you could not, not have had in this test. He was, it was, England were quite right that he's their best as his competence, um, probably their best since Darren Goff, in my opinion, up there within both of them when it comes to facing Australia. So they couldn't have go, in, go into this series without him. So that was the right call. But obviously someone had to miss out. And then Johnny Bairstow, I mean, you know, his batting last year was so extraordinary. That, that innings at Trent Bridge is, is still the greatest thing I've ever witnessed, just because it was the thing that, that lit the fuse of Basball and everyone just sat on there, wow, this is, this is different. Uh, so you couldn't not just throw him straight back in. But you do wonder, you know, he did break his leg horribly. And there was that catch off Kawaja, wasn't there, that, that he didn't move for. You do wonder whether, you know, the mobility required behind the stumps is is not quite there he hasn't really had much of a much practice so yeah England missed Ben Folks in that respect but if you were playing Ben Folks you wouldn't dropping Harry Brook or not picking Johnny Bairstow and frankly I mean no one's going to drop Harry Brook after the winter he's had essentially England needed to have 13 players in order to cover off all the bases they, they wanted to cover for this test yeah very very interesting okay uh, so looking forward um, to the next encounter, which of course is the traditional Lords Test match starting uh, next Wednesday, um, and uh, it's, not, it's a pretty quick turnaround. Uh, Australia have um, they have M Mitchell Stark waiting in the wings. Um, not sure they'll change a winning combination. However, um, what do you think England will do? Tried and true. Yeah, I, I genuinely do. I, I think I think they'll probably try to find a way to get Wood in. I, I do wonder, given the way that Joe Root bowled, he bowled really impressively when he was sort of lent upon as the premier spinner. So you might try to, you probably want to keep Broad in there. Anderson was interesting. I mean, he, he had a bit of a quiet game, so maybe they there's, a, there's room to, to rotate him out and save him for later on. But, but yeah, they've got to get Wood in there somewhere, not least because they played this game against Ireland. Uh, two weeks ago, and obviously they thrashed Ireland, but they did have a tough time on the final innings. Um, they, they thought they were going to win by innings, and then they found the pitch was pretty sluggish, and Ireland dug in, and in the end, they won by 10 wickets, but they, they didn't quite seal the innings win that looked likely. So I think they will definitely have learned something from that. They will want express pace at Lords, and so Wood is definitely in. Uh, and it may be just a straight swap for Moeen at this rate. I, I, I suspect that's blister on his finger will will be, um, not, if not series ending, then certainly interrupting. And 
they'll stick to stick with Burstow. I'm sure of it. Uh, there's no way, you know, that 78 runnable 78 shows that he's he's got the runs in his locker, and he'll be stronger for, for having a bit of a ropey time behind the stumps. He'll, you know, he's he's never better than when doubted, is he? So uh, they'll they'll stick with him. I'm pretty pretty sure. Uh, and uh, from Australia's point of view, uh, I guess the player under the most pressure uh, going into this Test match <coughs> was David Warner. Um, he contributed in the second innings, but where do you see him fitting in? Has, has this brought him a longer lifeline, you think, this victory? I think it has, hasn't it? I mean, it, it, it's kind of like Zach Crawley for England. England, England forever stick with him and, and say, you know, all the naysayers say you've got to get rid of him find someone else. But when you're a winning outfit, why change a winning team? I mean, Warner produced that crucial 40 in the World Test Championship final, didn't he? Which I think probably had already bought him a decent run in the team. And yeah, to win the series, why would you change a winning side? I think, I think um, they'll, they'll be very happy to have the experience of, of David Warner at the top of the order. And not least because, you know, Kawaja has, has gone and shown that he's, he's in incredible form and has laid all the ghosts of past ashes to us in England. So they got one opener in, in outstanding form and another opener who England clearly are always incredibly wary of because they've, they've known his reputation for decades. So uh, mm. they're in a pretty good place, aren't they? It's, um, I, 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 can't see them, I can't see them wavering from their own strategy either. So it's going to be, it's going to be this hare and tortoise approach to the rest of the series, I think, and it's going to be utterly compelling. Beautifully summed up, the hare and the tortoise. And uh, at this time around, uh, the tortoise prevail, which uh, quite often the tortoise does in uh, the fairy tale. Uh, Andrew Miller, thank you so much uh, for staying up just a little bit later for our benefit. We appreciate it. Riveting, riveting test match. Enjoy your coverage. Uh, it's been fantastic. And uh, thanks for your time this morning, our time. Always a pleasure, Smitty. Fair as the margins. <laughs> Cheers, it was too.